The Mac Observer's Mac Geek Gab, episode 529. Cool stuff found for Sunday, November 30th, 2014. Dave Hamilton and John F. Braun. They are the geeks that turn us on. Talking Mac and iOS. Pilot Pete might be the guest. They often speak in terminal. They make it cool if you don't know. Just stick around, you'll understand. Just how to enter those commands. Welcome to the Mac Observer's Mac Geek Gab, the show where we answer your questions that you send in. We share your tips that you send in. And today, yes, today, it's time for some cool stuff found. We figured a gift guide-esque edition or a gift guide-ish edition of cool stuff found was the uh, right thing to do this time of year. This episode is sponsored by... Linda at lynda.com slash MGG for a 10 day free trial of all of their training videos. Squarespace, squarespace.com slash MGG and coupon code MGG gets you 10% off. And also a new sponsor, Ratio at uh, R-A-C-H dot I-O, the sprinkler that's smarter than we are here in Durham, New Hampshire, where I don't currently need a sprinkler. I'm Dave Hamilton. Here in Fairfield, Connecticut, John F. Braun. How you doing, John F. Braun? Good, very good. Happy Thanksgiving. Yes. Or post-Thanksgiving, I should say. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We took a week off, you know. Did we? Yeah. Yes, we did. <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> I, was, uh, I was traveling, and, uh, and we, uh, our power, I guess, went out here while we were, I don't guess, I know, our power went out here while we were away and came back on just yesterday, um, right before we got on the plane to to head home, head uh, back to Boston. So we came home to power on, but uh, cold house and and all this snow on the ground. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas out there, John. Did you get snow? Yeah, we got sleety kind of mess. No, no, really. oh, that's too bad. Up north, yeah. Where some of my family is, yeah. They got a little dusting. Yeah, we got nothing. I think we probably got six. I don't know, six inches, maybe, maybe a foot. But it was really heavy stuff, so it brought trees down and uh, and all kinds of crazy stuff. So, I um, I have I have several tales of woe to tell, John. But uh, but let's get into this this cool stuff found thing, and and I will I will slip right into it. Um, with, with my story here, because, uh, I knew our power was out. In fact, we were on a cruise ship and, and whenever we go on the, on the ship, we, uh, I have, obviously we were away. So we have somebody, uh, taking care of the house, but we give our family and, and, uh, and key contacts information on how not to contact us on the, on the ship, because the deal is there's not a whole lot we can do, uh, while we're there. So if there's really bad news, just save it until we get off the ship. Cause what's the difference? We might as well enjoy our last couple of days of, uh, of happiness. If there's some terrible news, but anyway, we did, we got a message this time. It's the first time ever 
um, that, uh, you know, the power was out and they were worried about pets. And as it turns out, sadly, yes, we, we lost a pet to the cold. I, I, uh, we lost a turtle that had been with, with my wife for many, many years, far longer than me. Uh, so, uh, so that was, that was sad. Um, the, uh, the snake made the snakes both made it. We thought one of them wasn't, but, uh, they tend to warm back up and do okay. And Hector, of course, um, uh, was, was not entirely happy about the cold, but, uh, but she survived. She's a tough old bird. <laughs> she is a tough old bird. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, so I knew our power was out because they, we had gotten a call on, on actually Thanksgiving day, uh, that, that this was an issue. And, um, and so we're sitting in the airport yesterday and my phone buzzes. And it's one of the things that I have on the, on the list here for cool stuff found. It's the, uh, my, I ha- I have this thing called the net Atmo weather station. And it's a, it's a device that you put in your house. Um, and it connects to your network and monitors all kinds of things in the house. Uh, temperature, of course, humidity, uh, CO2 levels and, um, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, decibel levels like ambient noise level. And, uh, and then there's a, a pair, a unit that you pair with it, uh, that goes outside and measures the temperature and, and such outside. And, uh, and I have it set to warn me if the temperature in the house or the temperature outside is cold. And so we were sitting there and at lunch just before we got on the, the plane and my phone buzzed and it was a notification from the weather station saying that the temperature outside was below 37 degrees. So, you know, ground might freeze and that sort of thing. And I thought, well, that's good news, right? Cause if that thing is buzzing me, then it means that it's got internet access. And if it has internet access, we have power. And sure enough, we did. So I jumped to a second thing that I had on the cool stuff found list, John, it's called the eco B three. And this is a, uh, Wi-Fi enabled Wi-Fi capable thermostat that I installed a couple of weeks ago uh, was very eager to talk about it, but wanted to save it for the cool stuff found show. But um, the way this thing, so, so the ego actually has a lot of cool things about it, but one of them is that you can log into it uh, from anywhere. And, uh, and so I checked to make sure uh, I wanted to see what it said. The temperature was, and then uh, make sure it said that the heat was on. And then I wanted to check it, you know, 30 minutes later to see if the temp was, was going up. And I checked the net Atmo too. And, and sure enough, everything was. So that was good. But, you know, the, um, the, the, the Ecobee is actually pretty cool, John, because um, a lot in a lot of homes and in mine very specifically, thermostats are rarely in great locations for sensing temperature. They are often in very convenient locations for placing thermostats uh, based on where the wiring comes in. And, and that is very true in our house, which was converted from electric to, um, to oil heat uh, 30 years ago or 25 years ago or something. Um, they opened up one bay in the middle floor and ran the heat pipes up it and also ran the thermostat wires into that bay, which means that the thermostat on that floor is affected by the heat pipes that are going up to the top floor because it's all in the same bay. Uh, so it means the thermostat, we had to come up with this crazy programming algorithm that, you know, would uh, increase the temperature on the main floor based on, uh, or the desired temperature, the effective temperature on the main floor based on whether or not the heat was supposed to be on upstairs because the, the wall would, would actually warm up. But the Ecobee allows you to pair sensors with it. 
and you put these sensors wherever you want and you can pair more than one sensor with the Ecobee. And I can tell it, don't pay attention to the one that's on the wall, pay attention to the ones in, you know, and so now I have three sensors on the main floor. And what's cool is they don't just sense temperature, they sense motion. And so I can tell it, you know, keep my temperature, uh, keep the temperature of the floor at the right spot based on what rooms we're in, which is really cool. And if obviously we're in more than one room, it, you know, it, it, it balances that way. So it's a very cool thing. And, uh, and I, I love the, the, the concept of, of having multiple sensors, but also the fact that, I mean, it actually works. It, our, our house is so much better maintained this year because of that thing. Uh, it was a little interesting installing it because our home did not have the third uh, power wire wired up. And so I had to learn all about thermostat wiring, but we did have an extra wire in that particular bundle. So I was able to uh, connect it to the 24 volts down at the, at the, um, at the boiler and, and figure all that out. So, so that, that made, that made yesterday um, the cool stuff found that I had actually made, uh, made a, a, a remarkable difference yesterday and being able to monitor where things were. And of course, when the plane landed, I checked again and it saw, okay, now we're up, you know, 15 degrees from where we were. Now we're in good shape, you know, and all that good stuff. So those are my first two, John, what do you got on the cool stuff found list today? No, I'm going to take something not at the top of the list. Cause I think it, uh, it is actually applicable. If we're talking about power, Dave. Yeah. So I have one of these and I've been trying it out and it's a uh, pretty nice. Uh, it is called the Waka Waka. I guess that's the name of the company and it means something in some other language. Okay. Um, uh, power plus. And what is this? Well, this is, uh, it's a portable battery that like many others you can use to, uh, charge your, uh, various eye devices. There's a micro USB and a USB port on it to uh, pull that off. Uh, but it has a kind of cool way of charging it in that you can charge it using the solar cell that is part of it. Whoa. Um, so it's pretty nice. So, uh, it takes, uh, uh, takes about 12 hours to get to a full charge. Um, so you have to, uh, you know, put it in the right place to, to get sunlight, of course. So you need sunlight. <laughs> that's yeah. the only thing. But, uh, you know, that's available to most people. Though You may not get 24 hours of it. Sure. Like, you know, it, it, it took me um, a while to get it up to full charge since, uh, you know, I can't have it in one place and get 12 hours, at least not, not indoors. Right, right. Um, but then it has some other nice features. So, uh, so they claim it'll, it'll provide, uh, at a full charge, it'll provide because it also has a flashlight, LED flashlight. Uh, and that'll provide up to 150 hours of light from 5 to 75 lumens. Uh, it also has an SOS. So if you're in trouble and you're out in the middle of nowhere, well, first you charge this up and then you hit the SOS button and it uses these very bright LEDs to flash out SOS. So I think that's pretty cool, too. But just the fact that it's a solar-powered uh, battery uh, that can come in very handy if uh, you're in a pinch, like if you don't have any power. How are you going to charge all your devices now? So, Yeah, I like it. That's good. Yeah, man. I've seen other solar things on the market, but they never seem to, to fly. And uh, these guys actually you know, gave me one to, to, uh, to try out. 
uh, one of the ones that they were showing other people. There, I was like, oh, how can I get one? They're like, ah, here, take this one. Nice. <laughs> Just don't, don't tell anybody. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Except now you told everybody. Um, yeah. Yeah, but, but it's, uh, it's okay now. Um, and when I, so this is, I mean, for 79 bucks, that's actually a good deal. When I first saw the thing on the list, I'm like 79 bucks for a power adapter, dude, that's insane. Right. You know, we don't, we pay yeah, 20 bucks, but yeah, of course, but, but with a solar panel in it, that's now, that's a, that's a great price. Yeah, it's, like it's worth it. it. And I hear in general, solar is, uh, and I guess these guys are leading the charge here, but you know, more and more solar has become a lot more affordable. Yeah, I think within the last several years due to people funding research and all of that great stuff. But, you know, solar panels used to be, you know, terribly expensive. But now I see, you know, everywhere, you know, they even offer, I think, in a, in a lot of neighborhoods, they're like, hey, you know, we'll install free for you solar panels. And then you, you know, lease it or something from us. And right, right. So good stuff. And the flashlight, it's, it, it is very bright. <laughs> it's just two LEDs that are ultra bright. Oh, yeah. Yeah, LEDs make a big difference. Like, you know, I always travel with a uh, with a flashlight now, just a small one. But I mean, a small one that's got like nine LEDs or something in it. And uh, it's just nice to know that by my, you know, hotel room bed or whatever, I've always got a flashlight in case, you know, in case something happens. Hey, I want to talk about our uh, our first sponsor here, John, because uh, they're cool stuff found, too. And uh, and they are Squarespace. At squarespace.com slash MGG, they rolled out uh, Squarespace 7 recently. And uh, man, you know, these guys, and I say the guys using in the New England sense because it's, uh, it, they're, they're great men and women there. But uh, these folks at Squarespace, they have taken something that used to be a horrible thing, coding a website by hand. And they make it so you don't have to do any code. You don't even have to know that code exists. You And you don't even need another app. You just start right inside your web browser and, uh, and start designing a site. In fact, they give you these templates, and these templates are amazing. Uh, you know, they, they, um, they spend months developing these things, and the templates work on every platform, every screen size. They're all dynamic so that... When uh, you're viewing on mobile or responsive, I guess, is, is the word I'm supposed to use, because that is actually the word that that we in the web field use. Um, you know, when when you view it on a desktop, it you get the full size template with all the elements. When you view on mobile, you get a, uh, a version that's optimized for mobile. And and these templates all just work that way. And the cool part is you can get your content in there, you know, and you can do all kinds of things. You can have a storefront, you could have a blog, you could have, you know, a photo website, whatever it is you want to create, they've got templates for you. And then if you decide down the road, you want to change templates, you change the template, your content is automatically there because the templates are all built with, uh, by Squarespace so that the back end kind of knows what to do with, with all your content elements. But that doesn't mean that you have to use all of, uh, Squarespace's stuff. You certainly can, but, uh, but you can add your own pictures in. They, uh, you know, and you just drag them in from your desktop. It's super easy. They now have integration with Google apps and they have a partnership with Getty images. So if, uh, if you don't like the stock images that they have in the template, which you probably wouldn't, you probably want to customize things a little, but you don't have your own images yet. Well, now you have access to tons and tons hundreds of thousands of images uh, through Getty images, beautiful designs, really, really simple and powerful 24 seven support via live chat and email. 
Live chat is my favorite way to get support. I do it with my cable company and they're there 24 seven. So if you're a night owl like me and you're up at 2 a.m. tinkering with your website and you kind of have a little question, just ask. They're right there. Happy to help. It's eight bucks a month. And if you sign up for a year, you get a free domain and you're going to sign up for a year. You're not going to move your web host every month. Right. So sign up for a year. It's eight bucks a month. You get a free domain and you use the coupon code MGG. 10% off of that. So it's 10% off of the eight bucks a month. Check it all out. Squarespace.com slash MGG. And then when you're ready to buy, use the coupon code MGG and you get 10% off of, uh, of whatever it is you're going to go and get there. So, uh, so check them out. Squarespace.com slash MGG coupon code MGG for 10% off and uh, sign up for the full year. It saves you headache from having to think about anything. Also gets you a free domain and, and, and maximizes your 10% savings too. So uh, thanks to Squarespace for, for sponsoring the show. John, you got another uh, cool stuff found for us on your list there, my friend? Uh, I think I do. So this is uh, in the same vein here. This is something, uh, well, at least uh, charged by a battery or powered by a battery. But this is something uh, WD gave me a heads up on. They're like, oh, yeah, we're going to have something new with the uh, the Photo Photo Plus show. Oh, nice. Um, and it is fairly new. It's a... Uh, it's expanding their class, their uh, My Passport series, and that this is the WD My Passport Wireless. <clears throat> you know, it actually reminds me, Dave, though I think it has some more features, but it reminds me of something actually with something that you had given me the last time we uh, had, uh, had hung out. Um, it was similar, but I think this does more in that it, it has um, wireless features. Uh, well, I'll give you the rundown of this. So basically, yeah, what no. is it? So it's a drive. Um, it has within it uh, either a 500 gig, one terabyte or two terabyte drive priced, uh, priced accordingly. Okay. Yep. Uh, let's see, actually. So it's 129 for a 500 gig drive, uh, 179 for one terabyte and 219 for a two terabyte drive uh, retail price. You may be able to get it for less. Sure. Um, so as you can imagine, the one thing you can do is you can access it wirely and then access things that are on the drive in here. Uh but it also has another thing, and this is, you know, uh, kind of uh, geared towards photographers, is it also allows you to uh, pull content off of an SD card, SD being the probably more common uh, form factor for, for memory cards. Sure. Uh, so another thing you can do is stick your SD card in this and then, um, you know, offset the content to the hard drive within this. Uh, because it has Wi-Fi functionality, duh, you know, let's make it an access point as well. So you can make it like a pass-through uh, Wi-Fi access point. And then other people can also connect to it, I believe up to eight people, and then you can stream or share uh, whatever sort of content you have, be it, uh, you know, I guess uh, pretty much anything from what I can see here, movies, music, right. uh, pictures. Um, you know, it's secure. You can secure uh, the, uh, the you know connection, of course, with a password, but also it has a USB three connection. If you really need to, you know, if you're near a computer and you, and you need high speed transfer, uh, which I could do now with my new machine here. And it's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. USB three is smoking, man. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I've been very happy. Yeah, I've been experimenting and I, uh, you know, not with this device, but the, the most recent experiment. I mean, you know, seeing throughputs of over 100 megabytes uh uh, a second is uh that makes me pretty happy try it with an ssd um, you'll get like 250 oh yeah it's cooking. yeah i'm noticing yeah. right now what's happening is that yeah so i'm getting usb3 enclosures the limitation is the speed of the drive now right right <laughs> not not the uh the bus 
Um, and they have an app and uh, an interface where you can manage all of this stuff here. But uh, yeah, it's similar to another product that I saw, but but this doesn't, the other product that I saw, you had to provide your own drive. These guys, of course, WD, mm. you know, they make drives. So, right. um, so I think all of the features it offers there is a, is a really nice package. And, and we're seeing more of the, this class of device uh, whose purpose, I think, in part is because a lot of, devices have rather limited memory but where are you going to put all your stuff uh if, if your device gets full and you didn't have the foresight to buy one with more memory right 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 <laughs> no i know a lot of people run into this they're like my iphone's running out of space or my ipad doesn't have any more space for any more pictures or movies what do i do well this is one thing you could do so i i have to tell my tale of woe because you you inadvertently and completely unknowingly dovetailed into it that my iphone ran out of space oh, no. i my iPhone has plenty of space. I bought the 128 gig uh, six plus because we tend to keep iPhones around the house for a long time and, uh, and more storage is better. Right. So I, that's what I got. I, um, I'm trying to think of when this was, it was as we were leaving for vacation, I decided, you know, I've got all this space on my phone and, Oh, we were at the hotel the night before. So we, when we go on a cruises, uh, we tend to like to fly down to wherever the cruise port is in this case, Fort Lauderdale, uh, Florida uh, the day before. Right. Because, uh, that way, if there's travel delays, we're not going to miss the, you know, the ship's not going to leave without us. The ship won't sail, uh, without us, which is good. So we're at the hotel and they've got Wi-Fi there. And I think, you know, I got tons of room on my phone. I'm going to go ahead and download uh, a bunch of songs. So I'm like, well, you know, I, I there's a couple of bands I like. So I just told it to download every song by all these bands. And I thought, great, no problem, because it's iTunes match and everything. Well, here's the deal. Two things. Number one, once you tell iTunes match to download something, there is no way to tell it en masse to stop. I can tell it en masse to download an entire album or the entire collection from a band or an entire playlist. But if you want to stop things, you have to stop them song by song. And that's a disaster when, you know, like for me, I said, well, download everything I have that's fish. Well, I have, you know, hundreds of live albums. So there's there, there were like, you know, 2000 songs. And here's the second part that's even worse. Whenever once it doesn't matter what your iPhone settings are. Uh, and this would be true of an iPad too. Once you tell it to download, it will download using whatever data connection it has. So if you're on Wi-Fi, it'll download it with Wi-Fi. And if you're on cellular data only, it will download over cellular data. There is no way to stop this from happening. Uh, except for turning off cellular data for the entire device. And this has been a problem for a long time. I cannot believe we have not covered it here. Because uh, if we had, I probably would have remembered and and hopefully been cautious about it. So so this is a warning to all of you. And I'm still fighting with this because I, it did. they did not all finish downloading before I got on the ship. I had to be really careful with my cellular data being on or off. Um, on on uh, So on the our ship, uh, came back into port Saturday, yesterday morning. And uh, what I did, I'd kind of forgotten. I knew this was happening, but I, I'd kind of forgotten about it. Uh, I put my phone on charge on Friday night. We're still out at sea. Uh, I'd made sure data roaming was off and, uh, and took my phone out of airplane mode and uh, figured by the time we wake up, the, the ship's going to be docked in Fort Lauderdale. Uh, 
the, you know, my phone will have synced up. It'll have downloaded all my email. And then on the bus to the airport, I'll just be able to, I won't have to wait for my email to come in. I'll just be able to, to look at them all. And that worked. That happened. Uh, in addition, uh, it downloaded another three gigs worth of songs. Uh, once we got close enough into Fort Lauderdale that I had a data connection and I completely had forgotten that that was going to do that. And I have music turned off in cellular data, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't show up as music. It, you know, when you go to cellular data usage, uh, it shows you all the apps and you can turn them each on and off. And then at the very bottom is system services. You know what I'm talking about there, John? When you're looking at, at data usage. Well, if you go into system services, media services is what it logs iTunes match downloads as. And there's no way to turn that off. Fun stuff. And I'm still fighting with it right now. I have my phone syncing. I'm manually syncing all these songs over to it in hopes that mm -hmm. by manually syncing them, the phone will realize it has them eventually and stop trying to download. And um, I've disabled iTunes match. It doesn't matter there, there other than wiping my phone clean and not restoring from a backup. There is nothing I can do uh, to stop this disaster. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you need one of these. I need one of what? Oh, one of these. Uh, mm. uh, yeah. One of these drives to put all your, your music on. Yeah. It just, um, it's crazy that there's no, I don't know. Uh, oh, some of the other features that so the, the guy yeah. told me about that I thought were pretty clever. So one in the, in terms of media, it's also a DLNA server. Oh, nice. And then also it supports, so I guess some cameras do this. So again, it's really, you know, is appropriate that they show it at the, you know, what a, a photography show. But the other thing is that it also has an FTP server because apparently some of the higher end cameras uh, have an FTP client and they can blast pictures to a remote server. I guess that's how people that take lots of pictures manage their workflow is they, they you know, blast them off of the camera immediately to right. a, a server somewhere else. And this will do that as well. So that that was pretty cool. But Dave, you know, speaking of uh, phones and batteries and stuff. Yes. I think I was just in the middle of this while, uh, or this happened after our last show. But uh, it, it uh, well, basically, I'll give you the high point. So I had a, a little iPhone battery issue. So I can give you the conclusion. So number one, be nice to the geniuses because my phone was out of warranty, but the battery was malfunctioning. Um, I demonstrated the problem to the tech, and I think that's what convinced them that, th that they... You know, it made it easier for them to do something nice for me. Mm -hmm. um, the problem was, is so then they ran this little utility. I think uh, the the uh, genius, she had a mini on which there was, a, I guess, an iOS diagnostics program. And she ran it after seeing the phone shut down to 20%. I mean, I, I intentionally meant to show her that because I'm like, you have to see this happening. Otherwise, you're going to think I'm crazy. Mm -hmm. And then she ran their Apple diagnostics, which I was like, wow, can I get a copy of that? But <laughs> yeah, no, and she's like, well, the diagnostic says the battery's fine. And I said with a totally straight face. And I think she thought I was joking at first. I said, it's lying. Oh, yeah. She looked at me. She's like, what do you I'm like? It's lying. You saw it shut down to 20%. Yet your utility says the battery is OK. What do you believe? What it says or what you what we just or what, saw. Or what it does. That's right. Yeah. And sure enough, so they replaced it. I actually, when I came back, they're like, yeah, that'll be, I guess the retail on that is uh, about 80 bucks. Right. And the guy so, was like, yeah, that'll be 80. And I'm like, well, no, you said you'd, you know, you cut because I'm only a month out of warranty. And, the, and they took care of it. So. Oh, nice. No charge. But, but I felt that I did a, a service because I was offering useful information and that, you know what? Don't always trust. <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> just because a utility says something is okay, maybe it didn't dig deep enough or it just doesn't know what to look for. Cause I mean, I, I think it just said, Oh, well there's a battery there, so it must be okay. 
Yeah. It's like, no. But yeah, hey. and, and the problem totally went away. It went uh, up to 100, down to zero. Um, everything is, is normal. So, so I want right. to talk so about something very quickly here, John, just because the time is actually ticking. Um, it, well, more so for the folks in our chat room, but also for the folks uh, listening at home, which uh, is more. Uh, Kenny points out, Kenny in the chat room at MacGeekGub.com slash stream, points out that uh, Anchor, one of my, in fact, yeah, well, one of my favorite battery manufacturers, external battery manufacturers, um, is offering all kinds of deals uh, right now. Um, they're, I, I really love their five port 40 watt desktop charger with the smart IQ. It knows what to do. Uh, it charges it at 2.1 or one amp or whatever you need. It figures out Samsung versus iPhone. It's magic and they do a great job with it. Uh, it's selling for 19 bucks right now, uh, for the next uh, five or six days, but at 11 AM Eastern, which for those of you in the chat room is about 30 seconds from now uh, at 11 a.m. Eastern every day for the next week, they are giving away uh, chargers. So you got to visit their site and, uh, and we'll put the link. Actually, I think Kenny always uh, already put the link in the, uh, in the chat room, but, uh, but we'll put it in the, uh, in the show notes too. These, uh, these are excellent chargers. Some of my favorites. And uh, so, and we've mentioned them on cool stuff found before. So we'll, we'll leave it at that, but uh, it's good stuff. All right, John. Um, you know what? I want to talk about uh, the day before we left. So uh, our our uh, our flight was at like seven a.m. It was early. We had to get up at like three thirty in the morning on, on uh, uh, a, w- a week ago Friday. Yeah, this isn't so, too terrible. We were going away on vacation. It was a really nice vacation. So you know, we didn't really complain about it, but it required managing sleep appropriately. So I said I'm going to be in bed by nine. I was in bed by about nine thirty. Which is super early for me, uh, but it, it worked and, and we had a good day Friday and flew and all that good stuff other than the, the iPhone data thing. But um, at about eight o'clock, maybe 730 UPS dropped off something I wanted to check out for this show. And I knew I wouldn't have time uh, when we got home. And uh, as it turns out, I had even less time when we got home because of all the craziness that went on with the power being out and everything. But it was the uh, Logitech Harmony Ultimate Home. Uh, which, you know, Logitech Harmony remote or Harmony remotes, they are now owned by Logitech, but Harmony remotes uh, have been a favorite of ours for a long, long time. Uh, I, we, I think we both got the very first one uh, th- that they were selling at Macworld Expo probably 10 years ago. And uh, and these are more than just a universal remote. It's an activity based remote. You sync it up with all of your stuff. You program it by going online and and. Uh, and telling it what devices you have and what activities you do with those devices. And then it, um, it builds a profile for you. So instead of saying, turn on the TV and then turn on the receiver and then turn on the TiVo, I just say, I want to watch TiVo. And so it turns everything on and sets it in the right mode and all that stuff. And we've had harmony remotes. So I thought maybe the setup of this one would be pretty quick. And it was, uh, within about 30 minutes, I was able to get this thing set up because I copied my profile from my old remote um, but this new one is, it actually works really, really well. It's got a hub that sits at your TV and that's actually what blasts out all the IR. Now the remote can blast out IR, but the hub does it too, which means that not only can you control things with the actual remote, but you can launch an app on your iPhone or your iPad and also control things and get basically the same UI as the remote. I mean, it's a little bit different because your iPad doesn't have physical buttons on it. And the remote sort of has a combination of a touchscreen 
and physical buttons. Um, it works really well. And one nice thing now with this uh, Harmony Ultimate Home, it will do all kinds of smart home stuff as well. But last night we had gotten home and we were watching TV just before bed. And I realized I wanted to change the function of one of the buttons on the uh, remote while we were watching TV. And normally with, with previous remotes, I would have had to uh, get my laptop and launch the app and kind of change the thing. And then it downloads a whole profile. It's like a 10 minute update process. You got to cable it in with USB. Well, not anymore. This thing, I pulled out my iPad. I said, I want to change the function of this button for this activity. I hit save. I looked on the remote. The remote said updating for, I don't know, 10 seconds or something. And then boom, the functionality was changed. I didn't even, it didn't even power cycle the remote. It was still in the same mode that it was in. The button just changed its functionality. So uh, very cool stuff. And, uh, and that's why it's on the list. What do you got, John? Another photography related offering that is something uh, that's pretty unique as far as I can tell. Well, they make a bold claim. So Narrative is the company, Dave. Okay. And they introduced what they claim is the world's smallest wearable camera. And I think they're right. Really? <laughs> how big is it? All right. How small is it? How small is it? It's so small. <laughs> um, it's 36 by 36 by 9 millimeters or for. Um, well, that's like, like, a, like a small watch. Yeah, it's like, uh, so it's a, uh, about an inch and a half by an inch and a half by a uh, third of an inch. Yeah. But it's a small camera, uh, five megapixel. Um, but it not only has, and, and it's called the narrative clip because it literally clips uh, onto whatever you want to clip it to. Uh, so five megapixels, but it also has GPS and a celerometer and a mag magnetometer. Okay. <laughs> uh, to help orient your photos and, uh, and tag them as well. Uh, and in the normal mode of operation, so you wear it and then, you know, due to all the sensor magic it has there, if it senses that you're moving, which assumes that you're probably engaged in some sort of activity you may want to photograph, it'll take a picture every 30 seconds and then store it in the onboard memory. Oh. I think you can take about 4,000 pictures. Uh, but it's smart, too. If you put it face down or it's in total darkness, it'll figure, well, you're probably, you know. No well, point taking knows? the picture. There, there could right. be many reasons <laughs> that's the case. Let's mm -hmm. hope it's a good reason. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. <laughs> uh, and the battery lasts for about two days between charges. Um, then what you can do is, so it has a micro USB connector. Uh, so it's a pretty smart camera. And, you know, it's kind of out of the way. Uh, and depending on the color you pick, you know, uh, it may be... People may not know you're wearing it. I don't know if that's your intent or not. But um, so once you're done, you, you hook it up to your computer via the cable and then you can either uh, take the pictures out directly or if you use their infrastructure uh, and their cloud and their app, you get some other features like automatic organization, browsing, sharing uh, through the app, which uh, is both on iOS and Android. Uh, but I thought it was just pretty neat. Uh, you, you know, we've seen other cameras out there. GoPro is the, you know, I think the most notable of, you know, people taking movies uh, of all the crazy stuff they're doing out there. This is a little different approach. It's photographs and a series of photographs, but you can create a story out of them. So I think it's pretty neat. Um, that is you know, cool. It's not inexpensive. I think it's, uh, you know, and I think, you know, the innovation that went into this, I mean, it's amazing what they put into this thing here, uh, you know, just because it's so small. Um, so it's two twenty nine, and it comes with a three month subscription, two seventy nine with a one year subscription. And then you can extend the subscription. 
uh, to the service. So, so you don't need to, again, you don't need to, but you really get a lot more out of the product if you, if you do subscribe to their service and, and use their cloud. Cool. Well, speaking yeah. of, uh, of subscribing to th- services, John, uh, I want to talk about our next sponsor, which is a service I am happy to subscribe to. That's Linda at uh, lynda.com slash MGG. That's L-Y-N-D-A.com slash MGG. Uh, Linda has been making training videos for a really long time, and they really know what they're doing. They get, uh, they've got some folks on staff that, uh, that just do videos full time for them, but they also go out and find the smartest, uh, most engaging uh, teachers in every field and get them to do these videos. And then they produce the heck out of them. They make them look so good. You, for, I mean, the, the best part about good production and this podcast is, uh, is, is part of this. I like to think, but the best part about good production is you don't notice how good it is. Uh, it just, it, it, it the, the content transcends it. And that is certainly true of what goes on with Linda. Uh, you, you just get great content. It's, it's totally immersive and seamless. Uh, you get chapters inside each, um, each, each, uh, each video, and you can tell it to stop at the end of each chapter or keep going, you know, and just kind of roll from chapter to chapter. And depending on what you're learning, that can actually, you know, the, the, the difference there makes can 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 be a great thing. Because if you're learning, say, programming, you might want to at the end of the chapter just have time to go and, and play and experiment a little bit. And uh, and so you can just have it auto stop. And the cool part is. Uh, if you're doing something where you are learning something for your computer, uh, the best way to do it, I think, is to have the video playing on your iPad, right? And that way it's next to your computer. It's right there, but you've got your whole computer to kind of experiment while you're doing it. And it, it really uh, is is like sitting in a classroom and taking a class. You know, I just took that programming class with one of Linda's teachers and uh, Simon Allardyce and uh and and doing it with the video is kind of I mean it's really really close to the same thing. You can't ask Simon questions. Well, you can. He just doesn't answer, obviously, because uh, it's a pre-recorded class with uh, with Linda. But uh, but it, it works the same way because you've got your computer there. You can you can mess with it. You don't have to constantly pull up a window to say, oh wait, what's he talking about? You've got it right there on your iPad. And uh, and the same memberships uh, membership streams to your computer, your iPhone, your iPad, whatever you want to do. Uh, it's twenty five bucks a month. But if you visit Linda dot com slash MGG, dot com slash MGG, you get a not seven. You get a 10 day free trial now. And uh, and, you know, you could watch classes twenty four seven. It's that's totally fine for those 10 days. Uh, I can pretty much guarantee you're going to go ahead and sign up, but it's, uh, it's, it's really fairly priced 25 bucks a month. And, and, and that's where it starts. And and that gets you everything that they have streamed. They've got, you know, QuickBooks classes. Uh, you want to learn how to, how to do design, you know, uh, for all kinds of design. You want to learn website design. They've got it. You want to learn how to use illustrator. They've got it. You know, if, if, if that's a thing for you, whatever it is you need to learn, Linda has an excellent course on it. You want to learn some, some photography, uh, advanced photography, beginner photography, or all of it. They've got it all. Uh, so go ahead. And in, in fact, they've even got a section for educators. So if you're a teacher, they've got teaching tips and things that help you, um, 
you know, perfect your craft because frankly, they've been teaching for a long time. So they're experts at this. Check it out. Linda, L-Y-N-D-A dot com slash M-G-G. And that gets you 10 days for free of their service. So check it out. I, I, I can't imagine a sponsor more perfect for our audience than someone that's going to train you how to do stuff because uh, when we're not doing cool stuff found, that's pretty much what we're doing here. So lynda.com slash M G G John. I, um, I got a thing in the mail last night when we got home and uh, I, ha- oh, I've tested it, but I haven't fully tested it yet, but uh it sure seems like this is going to become a, uh, well, it's going to become an item of contention in my house. Uh, it's dubs. The, uh, it's it get, get dubs.com. They are earplugs. I'm a big proponent of using earplugs. Uh, especially when I go see live music, I've been wearing them when I play music, uh, ever since I was 14, I heard, I read an article when I was 14 years old, right when I was starting to play the drums that Alex Van Halen. So, you know, big drummer at the time, uh, I guess he's still a big drummer, very tall guy, but, uh, but it was a very popular drummer at the time said that he had lost 60% of the hearing in his left ear and 30% in his right, just from playing the drums. So that started me wearing earplugs immediately. Uh, now I own custom fit musicians, earplugs, which are awesome. And, uh, these dubs are, are not going to compete with that, but, uh, but you know, that's going to cost you 200 bucks by the time you're done with an audiologist and then go get the earplugs and the filters dubs are 25 bucks and they are the best universal fit earplugs earplugs I have ever put in my ears. They are super comfortable. Um, they're very small, but they have a, they, they're built with, it seems like the same type of, um, acoustic filter that they put in the musician's earplugs. So these things are, you know, super high end and really not that much money, 25 bucks. Um, I tried them in my ears. I, I haven't, my, I really want my daughter to try them, but, but, uh, she she hasn't been awake since uh, she had to run off to work this morning. And uh, so, but I want her to try them because I think it would actually be a good thing for her to wear when she plays. And uh, so, uh, so dubs get dubs.com 25 bucks earplugs, get them for you, get them for your family. And uh, when you go see live music and all that stuff, wear them. The nice part about wearing good earplugs is music uh, still sounds the same when you're when you're there listening to it, if you you know you get the the crappy foam earplugs or whatever, they'll protect your hearing, but they will make music sound terrible uh, because they don't have any sort of filtration other than you're stuffing foam in your ears. These things have a filter that that really does a good job at lowering just lowering the effective volume down. So uh, so it's worth spending a little bit more if you enjoy um, you know good quality sound and uh, still want to protect your hearing. So get dubs.com. What else you got, John? Man, there's so much. I know. I know. This sh- I have to say that the- I woke up in the middle of the night last night and I had had a nightmare about this episode that we are in right now. Everything was going wrong. Not not technically going wrong, but just the pacing of it was going wrong. And, uh, you know, I wasn't able to fit things in the way I wanted to. And uh, I was really freaked out about it. And uh, don't freak out. Me. I know it's all going fine. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Now. Like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, there's, yeah. Still, there's plenty of time for things to just start. <laughs> I should be knocking wood. <laughs> circling the drain. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to mention this because it, it um, 
It talks about something that you and I feel strongly about, Dave, but, uh, but I want to mention it here and it kind of yeah. rounds out, though. I have one more photo related thing here, but this this struck me as kind of unique here. It's a, it's a new platform called Mylio, which stands for My Life Organized, M-Y-L-I-O. Oh, I thought it was like a, a Miley Cyrus fan club. Mylio. No, 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 oh, no, no, that's no. not it. OK. <sighs> Uh, what is it? And if I had to, if I had to tell you what makes it unique, well, I'll tell you what makes it unique. So, so it's a photo management system, and that you can run their software and have your photos. Um, and and it offers some of the features that we're already seeing in things like uh, iCloud Photo Library. Okay, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so uh, you can run a client on iOS, um, I believe iOS, Android, Mac, and Windows, and maybe a few others. So I think that's their coverage right now. Okay, here's the important part, though, is that um, they felt it was really important, and I think you and I think it's important too, Dave. Is Having one copy of something is bad because that's not enough. It might as well and not exist. Really, and they really embrace this in that uh, when you use the various uh, whatever platform you're on, the software tries to send you the same message is that when you do have a photo highlighted, um, it'll tell you where else it's stored. All right, is it stored here? Is it stored in the cloud? Is it stored on a on a hard drive? And once it gets to a certain point, then it'll consider that photo safe. And I think so. The best way I can phrase oh. it um, to a uh, you know to someone who doesn't realize why this is important is this is why it is important. Um, so it does a lot of things as far as you know organizing your photos. You can search based on keywords and stuff. It interacts with various services. I believe you know Facebook, Flickr, and some others here. Um, and I think you can do arbitrary editing, but that's not really the point of, of the, uh, the, the system here. The point is really to help keep your stuff around and make sure that you know that it's uh, stored in multiple places here. So, so it lets you both access. So it assures that your library is safe, but it also lets you access it from uh, pretty much anywhere. Uh, so they have a trial and then they have a couple of pricing plans, uh, you know, based on the features and the number of photos that you want to store. Um, as well as the number of devices that you want part of it. But there is a free trial. So, you know, go to their site, sign up, give it a huh. whirl. I think you can have three devices um, as part of your world uh, with, with the free trial. So that should give you enough to see if you think it may be worth uh, you or someone else, um, you know, adopting this uh, platform as a way to, uh, to manage and, and share your stuff. Huh. I like the uh, I like the concept. I, like you said, they totally embrace the, the, the mentality that that uh, that that we, you know, that we try to foster too. That's good. Yeah. But they, they present it in a nice way. So, you know, it, it, it becomes clear uh, when, when you start using their system that something is not uh, being uh, backed up properly or safe as they call it. Uh, you know, once you reach a certain threshold, then they'll say, okay, this, this photo is safe. Right. Uh, you can, you can get at it uh, in the future. So I like it. All right. My transporter's yelling. You know why my transporter's yelling at me, Dave? Why is your transporter yelling at you? Well, well, because I just looked at my SSD. I knew this would happen. I only have six gigs free. On your SSD? Correct. On Uh, this machine. Yeah. And transport. I I, I expanded the the amount of things I'm syncing with transporter, and and it's it's actually very, that's very polite of it. It's actually telling me, dude, you're kind of running low on your, uh, well, I guess it sees six gigs available out of two forty, Yeah. And thinks that that's low, which I would tend to agree. That's uh, all right. Hopefully I can make it through the episode and not crash and burn here. 
<laughs> yeah, that's right. I should have kept my mouth shut before. Um, you know, I have used, I, I, I've, I've had the opportunity to test, uh, this thing from JBL called the JBL cinema base. Now I've had the opportunity to test sound bars before and, uh, and I've tested some of great quality and some of crappy quality. The JBL one I put into the former group and it's actually priced fairly. It's, it's 350 bucks MSRP. You could probably find it, you know, cheaper on Amazon. But one thing that I've always had a problem with, with sound bars. Now for the sound bar is the thing that goes on the table or on the stand in front of your TV and does its darndest to uh, recreate sound uh, surround sound or, or cinema sound uh, in your room with just one bar that you don't have to hang new speakers or go wireless or, you know, any of that stuff. And, um, and one, th- th- there've been two problems with them. Number one, uh, if they don't come with a subwoofer, uh, which a lot of them, most of them don't, uh, you never really get that low end sound, that full sound out of it. And number two, uh, with the way TV stands are right now, a lot of times there's not room on the front of the stand for the sound bar. You know, if your TV's got a TVs get bigger and bigger, they need more and more space to, you know, steady them. And so their, their own platform becomes kind of a fairly big thing. And, uh, and so, you know, you you wind up getting stuck. And if you're not going to mount your sound bar on the wall, then you have, you know, uh, you, you, sometimes you don't have enough depth on your stand for it. Well, the JBL cinema base, solves both those problems. Uh, it is a, it's not just a sound bar. It's actually a full base. It's a rectangular box that you put your TV on top of, and it's got a subwoofer in it, but it's also, you know, a stand for the TV and it's only a few inches high, maybe three or four inches tall. So it's not a huge, huge thing. That's going to, you know, change your entire viewing, uh, angle or anything, but it fits right underneath your TV. And uh, super easy to uh, to set up, and it took probably you know five minutes to to set the thing up. You just run a cable from the TV out into it, and then everything is good. Uh, it's got like two hundred and I think it's two hundred forty watts of power in this thing. I mean, it's just and it the sound is fantastic. Uh, you can Bluetooth into it too, so if you want to play your your iPhone into the thing, that works fine. It's even got a little uh, USB port on the side of it, so you can plug in your your Lightning cable if you want to charge your iPhone while you're Bluetoothing in. But you know, it's mainly built to be used with the uh, with your TV. And I, I really I like the uh, the idea of kind of combining the subwoofer in and making it functional uh, while also saving space. So good stuff. The folks at JBL they they keep blowing me away. They. Uh, they know what they're doing with that kind of stuff. So it's worth it. And for 350 bucks, that's good sound at, at a good price. What else you got, John? I got something simple. You yeah. like it, Dave. Good. Well, it's caught my eye because uh, apparently the, uh, the guys that created this are, uh, um, I think in their teens or at least one of them who I was speaking to seemed rather young. And uh, uh, here's the product. It's called Spark. Yeah, I remember seeing this at one of the events you and I went to. Yeah, and I thought I'd point it out. It just caught me as something uh, interesting in the watch space. Yeah, so so you remember seeing them too. Yeah. Um, what is it? So it's a, you know, it's a watch, uh, an electronic watch, but here's the, uh, and the price is right. It's 49 bucks. Yeah, I like pretty, that. Pretty neat watch. Um, yeah, the, the cost is low, but here's their selling point. 
this watch will help you not fall asleep. <laughs> and really can help you not get caught. Yes. So it has uh, sensors, you know, like uh, many other things, but it has sensors within it where if it detects that you're falling asleep, it'll give you a little buzz or a big buzz <laughs> to help you stay awake. So this is actually um, a good buzz to have while you're driving. Correct. Yes. <laughs> Uh, and it says here, uh, well, I think this is a, from a student's perspective. Never worry about staying awake for finals, all night study, cram sessions, or class. Again, just uh, wear the spark and let it keep track of your active movements. If you fall asleep, it will wake you back up. <laughs> huh. Yeah, see, I immediately jump to driving, dri coming home from gigs or whatever, you know, driving late at night. Oh, Even, that's my thought. Yeah. 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 You know, if it detects your uh, nodding off. and uh, That's yeah. interesting. So. So uh, for those that, you know, like watches that do different things, uh, I'm not aware of uh, another watch that uh, um, helps wake you up. Great. You Yet up. another watch I need for my collection here, John. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, you know, I found this um, a couple of weeks ago and I've got it on my phone. It's fun. It's free. It's uh it's called snow widget S N O W I D G E T. And it is an app of course, because that's how widgets work in iOS eight. But really it's main function is to put a countdown to Christmas right there inside your, uh, in, in your notification center there in iOS, we'll put a link to it in the show notes, but, uh, but I love that kind of stuff. It's, it's, uh, it's super fun. You know, it's something to do. Try it out. It's free. It doesn't hurt. I've had it on my phone for a long time, uh, for a couple of weeks. And the only thing that's hurting my phone right now is, uh, <laughs> is iTunes match. <laughs> so you got anything else, John? I know you have a lot more. We both do. We're never going to make it through everything, but you know, uh, I may, I think if we keep going here. So this also, this was also at the same event where I saw the watch Dave, as I saw another thing and it's, uh, first I wondered what it was. It's called Osmo. <laughs> Um, and you may have seen it and just kind of whizzed by it and I almost did too but I, I saw someone um, or I saw a display there and then I saw this guy you know so there was an iPad in some sort of stand and there was some you know hardware attached to it and the guy was taking blocks and, and arranging them in shapes and then I looked at the screen on the iPad and I saw that uh, oh I understand what's supposed to happen here you're supposed to get the blocks uh, into the shape of whatever's on the iPad screen Huh. So for the wee ones who are uh, getting their uh, spatial, whatever it is, <laughs> or learning uh, skills like, you know, important skills in life, like how to put blocks together to make a shape, you know, that's, that's a, what, what do we call that? Uh, I don't know, spatial uh, something or other. Uh, you'll, you, maybe you'll come up with it, Dave. But um, so I see this for, for the wee ones here, and it, it creates a bond between the physical and the electronic world. By having you do something physically, but the uh, iPad that it's running on is uh, also playing along with you here. So, uh, you know, it's a stand and a reflector. So, you know, they're using the camera to kind of watch and, and do smart things about right. what you're doing in the real world. And, they, and it comes with uh, three different games. Uh, one is the one that I ta talked about, uh, Tangram, where you arrange the pieces into a shape. And then they have two others. Um, one is a drawing game and then another is a uh, word game. So, uh 
and it comes with, you know, of course, the blocks and, and the other physical uh, physical things, yeah. as well as the uh, stand and all that. And, uh, of course, the software to do that. Um, cool. Seventy nine ninety nine. Nice. So, uh, and, and yeah, it lists. Uh, so pretty much uh, almost any iPad is uh, what it'll work with. But uh, everything you need is in the box there. So uh, if you want to uh, help the wee ones, uh, you know, create a, uh, you know, not live in a totally electronic world and, you know. <laughs> Uh, uh, this could do it. Nice. I want to talk about uh, another sponsor here, John. It's actually a, a, a company that started, um, well, in our world, started as Cool Stuff Found. And it's called uh, Ratchio. R-A-C-H-I-O at uh, www.rach.io. And this is, uh, it's a sprinkler controller, right? So if you've got a sprinkler at your house, uh, you have a a controller somewhere that controls all of the sprinklers in your you know in your in your yard. This is a drop in replacement for that, um, but it's far more than just a replacement for that. the uh, The folks that started this realized that sprinkler controllers are kind of dumb, in that you set them on a schedule, and then they follow that schedule regardless of what's actually happening outside. I mean, we've all seen sprinklers running when it's raining, right? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's stupid, but you understand why this happens, right? Somebody says the sprinklers are supposed to, supposed to go on from whatever, you know, 6 a.m. to 6, 20 a.m. every three days. And so or every two days, you know, whatever it is. And then that's when it goes on. It doesn't matter what's going on outside. And the other thing is, even that schedule is usually as stupid as us homeowners, right? And by that, I mean, if you know that in, say, July, you're supposed to water every two days, uh, but in April, you know, maybe you don't need to water that often, and and in September, you don't need to water that often. It doesn't matter. You set it for what you need in, in the worst case, right, in July, and then that's what it runs the whole year, because you don't stop and think about your sprinkler and do all this well these folks do stop and think about your sprinkler and so this is a wi-fi connected sprinkler controller unit yes you can control it with your iphone so that's cool but you also get to turn the reins over to them and let them uh at, at ratio you know it communicates with their cloud all the time and all the business logic is actually up in their cloud uh, if it loses con- connection with the cloud, of course, it, it'll it'll do what it's supposed to do. But the, the, even the schedule that it has is uh, you can build it on your own if you want, but you can also kind of let let uh, Ratio guide you and it'll do smart things like, you know, only run uh, in, in, you know, uh, every couple of days or every three days in April and then increase it in July. It looks at how much not only how much rain you've gotten and Yes, when it's raining and therefore it doesn't need to run, but it also looks at the evaporative rate. So it knows how much more, how much water you need to add to your lawn and you set up the different zones. And instead of having zone one and zone two, you have front yard, backyard, side yard, and you can set, you know, is this on a hill? Is this uh, shade covered? How does this work? And it adjusts those accordingly. It's also really smart. It knows if the ground is, likely to be very dry running for 20 minutes is a bad idea because after the first you know say three to five minutes uh the ground is is just going to run off right because that's how the that's how uh, uh the earth works right you know when the rain comes down if the ground's really dry it doesn't actually soak in it just runs off so 
it'll run for, you know, whatever it's supposed to three to five minutes, get some water out there and then chill out for a little while and let things kind of settle. And then once the ground is absorbent, it turns back on again. And uh, all this is happening with all the logic that they have in the cloud. And uh, and of course, you know, if you know that you're going to be having a party uh, in the afternoon, you go and you turn it off and or you say, don't don't run between this time because I don't want my guests getting soaked while they're you know, they, they don't need extra water in their Mai Tais. Uh, they're they're going to be fine, you know, with uh, with the amount of water that's in them. Uh, but so it winds up saving people a, a lot of water. They've done um, they've done some, you know, some some real world studies. And for most people, uh, it winds up saving about 25 percent. Uh, in the course of a year, course of a season uh, for those of us where, where we only use our sprinklers seasonally. So, uh, so you can go check it out. www.rachio.com. And they're great folks there. They really, really know what they're doing. It knows. And, and that's the thing, you know, the, the one thing that our, uh, all this technology that we have really allows is for us to kind of offload things that, uh, other people have better data about and, and are smarter about uh, because they're doing it all the time. And and not only do they have your data, you know, you put in your uh, you can put in your location. You can even put in a, a latitude and long, longitude if you if you so desire. And uh, and it'll really narrow down where you are. But even if you just put in a city, you know, it's going to narrow down and know what you need. Uh, probably better than you do. Certainly better than I would. And uh, it's going to be more responsible about water than uh then then certainly uh, most of us have time to be. And that that's kind of the point of this. So check it out. www.rach.io. And I really want to thank them for uh, for sponsoring the show as well. Great to have companies like this on board that are that are doing cool things with technology and really helping um, helping move things along. So check it out. It's two forty nine and uh, and it just drops in and replaces your uh, your sprinkler. I've, I've actually got one that I'm going to install for my dad, but uh but it, we are dealing with a different type of weather here right now. So uh, the sprinklers are turned off for the uh, for the colder season, but we'll turn it back on in uh, in the in the spring. And I'm eager to check it out then. So. All right, John, you got you got another one. Yeah, this struck me as unique and uh, got a neat uh, demo of this uh, Sweet. from Rico. You know, the copier people. And, and yeah. Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. Well, here's something else they make that I didn't know they make, but they showed me and, and it looks pretty cool. Uh, it's called the Theta. And I guess the way I could sum it up, Dave, is that it's a 360 degree uh, handheld 360 degree camera. Um, if you're looking at it, I mean, I would say it's about the size of maybe like an Apple remote. Okay. I think it's almost exactly about the size of an Apple remote. And it has uh, two lenses, one on the front, one on the back. And they're both 180 degree lenses. And uh, by, you know, doing that and then doing some magic within the device, I think, or the software that downloads it, you basically get a 360 degree image. The uh, website does a very nice job of demonstrating uh, the results of what this can do. But in a small package, I... I Thought it was pretty darn cool. That's really cool, huh? Yeah, and who would have thought? Well, how are you going to get a panorama? Well, of course, now the the way that you currently get it is you spin around in a circle. Well, this kind of does it for you because it has two lenses, one on either side. Ah, that's smart. So it does that for you. Yeah, and I guess they just released that towards the end of towards the end of this year here. Um, 
you know, you pay for the innovation and for the, the handy size here, you may be able to get it for less, but through their store, it's two ninety nine. So definitely a cool gift site, guide. Check item. the gallery. Yeah. Maybe, maybe something that, uh, maybe something for your photographically inclined friends to, uh, check out. Sweet. Hey, uh, Warren wrote in, in response to show five twenty seven. He wrote in and said, allow me please to take this opportunity to recommend virtual two, which is at V I R T U A L I I.com. The best Apple II emulator I've used hands down. I've tried a bunch on several platforms. Uh, virtual two is well worth the fee. He charges to register it. I was a fan of virtual two before the author added even a feature at my request, which was ADT support. This lets you hook up a USB to serial adapter between your Mac and a real Apple II machine, then run a small program on the Apple II side to slurp the contents of old floppies into the emulator. You can then save those disks to your Mac's hard drive, hard drive as archival copies. Um, very cool. Uh, so thank you for for sending that along. We will we will put that in the list. I I need to break out. I have a, a lot of my old floppies archive that I did years ago when. Uh, when we had three and a half inch uh, discs on the Mac, but um, I have my old uh, GBBS bulletin board, John uh, archived, and I almost got it running via a telnet session uh, several years ago. And I, I'm going to try it again with this, uh, with this virtual two thing. I, I just hope I can remember my password to log in, <laughs> but mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So <laughs> cool stuff. Uh what else do we have from listeners, John? You you actually you went through and found some stuff from listeners this week. What'd you find? Anything good? Oh my! <laughs> let me uh, let's see what we got on the list here. Oh, Ed. Oh, this this uh, yeah. How about yeah. this? How about how about the stuff from Ed here? Yeah, go. Uh, let me let me see if I can find Ed here. Okay, caught me by surprise. Ah, yes. All right, this is a. Near and dear to my heart here. Yeah. Um, on your last episode, you wax nostalgic about police scanners, knowing that you endeavor never to get caught. I thought I would tell you about a scanner app. It is called 5-0 Radio Pro. You can pick the city or area to listen in. Please use it so you don't get caught. And that's from <laughs> Ed in LA. And then I thought I'd add on to that as well, because I actually, believe it or not, in the uh, entertainment section or the entertainment category on my iPhone. So I actually have that app installed, Dave, uh, though I have, I guess, the non-pro version, so I guess okay. there's ads in it. But I also have another one called em.radiofree. So that's another uh, police scanner app. And you know, I'm curious about the legality of those, Dave, because I don't think you've ever... Uh, I mean, back when I was doing scan, I don't really run a scanner in the car anymore. Though I should, maybe I will again. I don't know. But uh, in several states, uh, they consider it naughty for you to have a radio capable of relieving receiving police frequencies. Uh, last I checked, I don't believe Connecticut has that restriction. Several states will allow you to do it if you have a ham radio license. They then feel that you are entitled to have a radio that can receive uh, not only ham but. Uh, other frequencies. Now, since this isn't technically a radio receiver, I wonder how that, um, huh? How that would, uh, what, what ad- states don't laws. allow you to do that? I believe last I checked, New York state. No, a lot of no, states, really? uh, have having a scanner that, uh, 
if you if you do not have uh, again they make exceptions for ham radio people because they sure they have a, a, a need yeah yeah uh, yeah yeah same same with radar detectors it really it really depends on state some states are okay with it i think I, pretty, virginia i'm pretty to my, sure last hmm? yeah virginia to my knowledge is the only one that uh that has uh, a law that says you can't use radar detectors yeah, and last I checked, Connecticut, you you were allowed, but yeah, you last are. I checked, I think New York, you you were not allowed. No, definitely you are. I I think I really think Virginia's the only one le- left doing that. I was saying scanners, please. Oh, scanners. sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting, huh? Huh? Interesting. Yeah, I'm even looking here. New York State Vehicle and Traffic Law, Section three ninety seven. Yeah, I think they say you can't. All right. All right. So, this may be a way to get around it. Yeah, yeah. I like it. All right. Uh, some quick ones. Jason uh, tweeted us and reminded us of a, or told us about a service called NudgeMail uh, at NudgeMail.com. It is the easiest way to send yourself reminders. You send an email to NudgeMail, say, tomorrow at NudgeMail.com. And you forward your email to that and then you get it back tomorrow. Um, and uh, and I think they've got a free level and then uh, and then, you know, some kind of a freemium model up from there. So uh, so that's nudge mail. It reminds me of a, a service that I use and happily pay for uh, called SaneBox. SaneBox has this functionality. SaneBox also um, it it. It it is it was life changing for me and and continues to be. What Sanebox does is it monitors your inbox. You have to give it access to your inbox via IMAP, and then uh, it monitors your inbox and looks at the things that come in and filters them out of your inbox into other boxes. So uh, and and you can customize it in a lot of different ways. I have uh, I think two of their boxes that that they recommend one called sane later and one called sane news. And then I created one called sane watched. Um, it, it does some automatic filtering when you start using it in the sane news box. It, it tries its best to figure out what are newsletters and it puts those there. So it tries to keep your inbox clean of things that uh, are not just sent directly to you, but you can check these other mailboxes. They're just IMAP boxes. So it moves it around it, but it makes it super simple to go through because when I'm going through all my newsletters at once, that's way easier than having them kind of peppered in amongst things in my inbox. Uh, and then, you know, sane later is good uh, for things like receipts and things like that. But what's cool about this is you get to train it and it trains immediately. So if let's say, you know, I get the Mac observer daily express, I want that in my main inbox uh, because I want to see it as soon as it comes out and I don't want to miss it. Uh, so, all I did the first day I saw it in my same news box was I drag it up into uh, into my inbox and then SaneBox learns from then on that for me, I want that one. Now, John, you if you were using SaneBox, you wouldn't be subject to the same rules that I just set for me. Um, you, you know, it, it it maintains a profile for each of us and it really, really does a great job. Um, I highly recommend it if you've got any volume of email coming in and your inbox is kind of a mess like that. Um, really helps keep things straightened out. You know, I used to try and do things where I would tell people, Oh, use this address for this stuff and this address for that kind of stuff. That's really hard to get people to do. Sanebox makes that way easier. So 
so nudge mail for just the reminders, but you can also do this with Sanebox. Like I said, they've got a functionality where I can say, if I get an email today and I know that I don't want to deal with it until say, you know, Tuesday morning, I can just put in Tuesday. I can forward the email to Tuesday at sanebox.com and it shows back up on, uh, you know, on Tuesday morning. So I like it. It's good. All right, John. Uh, let's see. That was, that was nudge mail from Jason. Um, Scott, I got one. Oh, go. Yeah, go, 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 go. Oh, take it. Oh my. All right. Oh, okay. Joe. Okay. Right. Yeah. Joe. Yep. Oh, he, oh, this, yeah. And I'm going to, how would I, LIFX, LIFX, LIFX. I I think LIFX is how we say it. Oh, I'm looking at these. Oh, well, this seems uh, kind of interesting. Okay. It's a light bulb, but it's not a, only a light bulb. It's an LED light bulb, but it's not only an LED light bulb. It's an LED light bulb that you can control with Wi-Fi. Cool. All right. I guess that's kind of cool. Yeah. Of course, I'm looking here at the uh, single unit price, and right now it's marked down from $99 to $79. And yeah. I see other options here, so I suppose the more you buy, the more you save, but uh, it appears to be a... Energy efficient LED bulb that just happens to have a Wi-Fi <laughs> receiver in it. So, uh, and can you? I, I, I mean, I, I guess I could see that versus. Well, you know, I mean, it's almost what you'd pay for a dimmer or maybe an expensive dimmer. So, uh, yeah, but doesn't this I, allow you to set different colors and all of that stuff? I mean, that's yeah, what see, that's yeah, what these so different light bulbs colors. do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you're into different colors, of course, you can go with you know regular colors or yeah or have funky colors going on. So. Uh, yeah, I could I could see that. Again, it's a you know a little pricey I think per bulb, but uh, it's about what these. I mean, it's about what these Wi-Fi bulbs cost. LAFX is you know one of many companies like this, right? That <clears throat> that has these, and it can be cool to set ambience in your room and and that sort of thing. Uh, but yeah, they're not cheap. Not, well, not even close. Well, if you buy ten of them, then the price comes. It's only seven twenty eight. So uh, you just saved uh, a, a bunch of money. <laughs> well, you save 70 bucks, right? Yeah, of yeah. course. What, I, what I've seen most of these, uh, yeah, most of these bulbs last. Uh, I mean, the, the good news is that LED bulbs is probably for many, uh, maybe the last bulb you ever purchase. Right. A lot of LEDs like this one here, they claim it'll last up to 20 years or about 23 years. Yeah. Um, oh, and it works with Nest products. Okay. Now I can see how that's kind of cool. I'm yeah. not exactly sure what that means. So does your thermostat change your lights? I guess it does. Well, it, I mean, oh, it's well, that it, could be kind of cool. It comes into this smart home thing. It's not just right. Right. So, you know, now it's OK. Well, when I'm home, do this, not just with my thermostat, but also with my lights and maybe with my music. And right now you're you're getting kind of a a thing happening where it, you know, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it's not it's not clear to me under which situation you would be controlling the light from within the nest. Uh, well, maybe because the nest right now is not just the thermostat, but they also have a, uh, you know, smoke carbon monoxide detector. So maybe if something terrible happens, it, it flashes the lights red or something to let you know that something's going on. That, that would be kind of neat. OK, well, or <laughs> or I mean, you have your, you know, for, at our house, I, I have our thermostat up um, at night and then when we after we're asleep, it goes down for a couple hours because we're in bed and we don't, you know, need the, the house super warm. But then, you know, a little bit before we wake up, the thermostat comes back on, warms up the house. Maybe, you know, at uh, at wake up time, not only do you have the thermostat come up, 
but you've got, you know, the lights start to come up slowly in the room. Music comes on to help wake you up. And now you've got this kind of experience going on. I could see doing that every day. <laughs> I don't see why you're laughing. I, I mean, I have Sonos. Oh, no, I'm, I'm laughing. I'm, I'm just remembering back to where, where you described a similar uh, situation here, uh, playing, uh, you know, certain songs to encourage the kids to wake up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah I think yeah. we talked about using a, a Reveille. Reveille is, is a good one. The perfect. Oh, yeah. You know, maybe five in the morning. That That's is right. what every young, young, <laughs> growing person wants to hear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You got it. All right. Uh, Jason Hooper uh, sent us a link uh, to a Lifehacker article that uh, has all kinds of hidden settings uh, available. And so I wanted to share this. We will put a link, of course, in the show notes, um, but uh, but all kinds of things, not just for the Mac, but, you know, how to unlock uh, uh, Netflix stats, um, Hyperlapse, the app uh, from Instagram. It, they've got advanced video options in it. So all kinds of cool stuff. Uh, but they do have uh, you can get debug menus and address book, iCal and disk utility, which is actually kind of cool. Um, the disk, the disk utility menu shows uh, you can have it list all your disks. You can have it show all partitions, which is really handy. If, uh, if you want to see like the, um, the, 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 what's the recovery partition and all that stuff. And, uh, and it, you know, that's a defaults right thing. Uh, so we'll put, we'll put a link out there um, to, uh, to all this stuff. You can, you can see signal strength on iOS. If you know the uh, secret incantation to dial, so cool stuff. Oh yeah. I found that one. That, that yeah. one was cool. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll put the, we'll put the link in the show notes. Thanks Jason for, uh, for sending that along. All right. Uh, he also sent along something that I completely forget what it is, uh, but it's called Walter W a L T R. Uh, anybody, do you remember, do you remember what this was, John? I know it was something I wanted to mention. Um, it's oh yeah okay so this um this is actually a cool thing it uploads movie and audio files directly to your iphone or ipad for native playback inside the native apps inside the music app inside the move inside the sorry the videos app and these are movies I've done this with a movie that will not sync with I like iTunes will not sync it to the videos app, but you go and you use Walter and it, it you just mount your iPhone, uh, you know, you plug your iPhone in and uh, you run this little app called Walter W A L T R and it's free to download and you just drag the files in and it puts them in your iPhone and they work. I don't get it. An iPhone, iPad, right? Any of this stuff, you know, if you've got MKV movies and that, those kinds of things that wouldn't, would never be syncable uh, to the normal default app. You'd have to use something like we talked about previously, like infuse or whatever, but, uh, but yeah, Walter from soft Arena. So it's very cool. I don't, uh, I don't know how, I don't know what the magic is that they're doing, but it's not converting the movie. It's not doing any kind of on the fly. Well, it's gotta be doing something on the fly to it. But it's not converting it, but maybe it's packaging it differently or presenting it differently to the phone. Anyway, cool stuff. That's why we mentioned huh? it. Yeah, I mean, they got to be transcoding it. 
Uh, but they're not. I mean, I check CPU usage. It's definitely the same file, <laughs> you know, the same data being sent. Again, they might be repackaging it somehow. But um, yeah, I don't know, man. It's cool though. Sweet. Yeah. Um, show five twenty eight. So I think that was the last show we did, right? This is five twenty nine, as mm-hmm. far as as far as you know. Yep. Five twenty eight. Uh, Scott uh, wrote in and said, uh, you know, we we're talking about location services, and he says, I I heard you uh, talking about uh, location services requiring being connected to a Wi Fi network, uh, even if you are on Ethernet. That's not entirely accurate. The trick is that location services requires that Wi-Fi be turned on, but you don't have to be connected to any network. Uh, If you have connected to your local network, you can go in and forget that network and location services will still work without being connected to any network. Wi-Fi just has to be on so that it can see local networks, but it does not have to be connected to one in order for that to work. So thanks for that clarification. That's that's actually very helpful. Yes. You know, I remember doing this ages ago, Dave. Yeah. Um, I was trying to run the uh, Strava biking app. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um, which now I think it's in one app and you say, okay, I'm walking or I'm biking so it can, you know, scale accordingly. But right. I remember one time just for kicks, I took it out and I ran it on an iPod touch, which of course does not have GPS. And for the most part, and it was to stress location mm. services to right, see right. if I just had on Wi-Fi and put it around my neighborhood, which I can tell you has a pretty good smattering of Wi-Fi access points that are probably, uh, is it Skyhook now they use or, or Google has their own service or right. whoever's providing it. There are multiple people that provide services. I'm not sure which Apple is using, if they're using their own or using, you know, yeah, right. backing on someone else. But I remember I was able to get a pretty accurate map of where my ride took me. There was only one point where there wasn't any Wi-Fi and it showed me like biking through one of the local marshes, which uh, I, I did not do. You didn't. You were it not like biking in a marsh. Data. No, no, no. I, I typically don't like to do that. And I, think I don't the blame environmental, you. Uh, the environmental. Uh, yeah. The, uh, all sorts of people get very upset if I did that. <laughs> and I may not come out again. <laughs> It's a marsh, man. Yeah, right. But uh, but I remember that there was only one point where the Wi-Fi, there, there was no Wi-Fi. And so it just made a jump from one location to the other. But sure. then it started streaming in again. But I thought it was it was pretty. I was impressed with the accuracy of only using Wi-Fi with with no other location uh, source. It was, it was pretty darn good. Cool. Hey, um, it, uh, I don't have an iPhone six, but uh, well, I do. It, the lease has been using it so that we've been able to test both of them kind of stress test and uh ventive v e n t e v dot com has a glass shield and i you know i'm a fan of glass shields and i don't have one for my six plus yet uh because i think they're slow in in making them the tough part about the six and the six plus is that the glass on the screen is actually round ra- the edge of the screen is rounded and uh, so that makes a glass shield a tough thing. But Ventive actually has a really good one. It doesn't go quite to the edge um, so that it can be a flat sheet of glass and uh, not cost a fortune. It's like 40 bucks for the uh, for the glass. But it it works. It went on super easy onto the six. We've had it on for a couple of weeks now and uh, lasted through the vacation. Her phone was the one that can, we kind of took on excursions and stuff. The six did a great job taking great pictures um, you know, just, uh, it, it's a good size screen. It actually worked. We had, we even had it inside a Ziploc bag one day taking pictures and the pictures came out great. And, uh, but we have this glass on there and this Ventive glass 
really did a nice job and it. It actually looks nice. It's a little weird when you put it on. Cause you're like, wait a minute, it doesn't go to the edge. It, it, it it's not an issue. So, uh, so I wanted to mention it and they've got it in different colors, but you know, you can get it, in, you know, whatever one you want to match your phone or not. You can kind of, you know, if you have a black phone, you want white glass, you can do that. Um, but it's all, it's all good stuff. So I will put that in the, the show notes too. All right, John, what else do we have? What else you got? Uh, I'm, I think I'm almost done. All right. Well, let's see. Let me, let me think. Uh, Oscar reminds us of, uh, of secrets, uh, which is a, a cool stuff found reprise secrets.blacktree.com, I believe. And, uh, the best thing about it that he reminds us of is that you can search it. Um, because that's kind of a cool thing. Secrets, you know, we were just talking about uh, all the uh, or some of those those tricks that Jason sent through and some of them involved the terminal and, and all that stuff. Secrets uh, catalogs all, if not most uh, of these and uh, and they've they've got a search for it. So if you want to if you're looking for something, say you want to see what what the find what you can do in the finder, what extra settings you can set in the finder. Uh, they've got a little search engine right there. And uh, thanks for reminding of that, us of that, Oscar. Good stuff. Ed reminds us of uh, putting the word I or the letters IP into a Google search. If you want to know your public IP address right from there, it, uh, it works perfectly. Just search for IP, shows you your IP address. Good to go. My, P, my IP address changed, John. I'm just reminded of this. Oh. Because your power went out. Yeah, our power's out for a while. Yeah. Hey, so. look at that. I said IP, and it said your public IP address. And yeah. It's uh, IP6. Wow. Yeah. That's really smart. Uh-huh. What's my IP4, man? Huh. Well, it depends on how you're connecting to Google, right? I, I happen to get an IPv4 address, even though I know this computer has both uh, 6 and 4. It just depends on how your computer has connected to Google, and that's the address you're going to get. It's not going to show you both. So there you yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. And then it goes into some detail. Actually, if, if, if the, the second link is to what is my IP and it's reporting my IP4 address. Okay. Yeah. 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 Well, they might, they might not have an IPv6 server. Entirely likely. Right. So, um, oh, I got one more thing. Good. Awesome. Go. Wow. I wonder how did they get this domain? Nice going, guys. So, um, it's the second generation of a product that I've seen in the past, but they've uh, kind of refined it, made it look nicer, and I gave, think they gave it a snappier name now. But it's Ring. <laughs> and you can go to ring.com. How did they get that? Man. They bought it. Yeah, but still, <laughs> I think a lot of people would want that. So what's the first thing that comes to your mind if you hear Ring? What would you think this is? Uh, it's not. I know it's not my phone, because I already have a phone. <laughs> Um, what else rings in your house? Oh, in the house, my doorbell. Of course. So that's what uh, this is. So this is, uh, and again, I, I saw it under a, another name and a different form factor. So I think they refined it second generation. So yep. ring is a video doorbell. What's that mean? Well, it's got a camera in it, an HD camera. Uh, it also has motion detection. So you can uh, see what's going on. If there's somebody, uh, you know, creeping around outside of your house or something. Um, has a microphone and speakers, so you can have two-way communications. Uh, you can get a number of different colors here. Um, 
And it has a, a ring showing you exactly what it is doing. But, and uh, so I can see this from within my house, but I can also see it from anywhere that I've got internet, right? Yeah. So, so it also has an app. Okay. Um, and I guess you get add mobile. So, so yeah, so you can access from your uh, iOS or Android app. Uh, again, it has motion detection. I think it will also, um, yeah, connects to your Wi-Fi network. So uh, yeah, you could. Uh, I would gather like most uh, most of these IP cameras. Yeah, you could you could see what's happening remotely, or even listen or or uh, interact. You don't necessarily have to be home. Which yeah, that could be cool. That is cool. Uh, and I think it'll also uh, store. Uh, I saw a mention of the cloud here somewhere. So I think uh, they they may also store uh, video on the cloud if you're into that sort of thing. So uh, uh, so if you if you can't nice feature if you can't answer, you can log in out of sync and and test it. Uh, that's, uh, that's the way that's it seems to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that actually would be good for me. Cause like, I, I don't have a little peephole. I mean, I can look to one side or the other here. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's like a virtual peephole. And again, I like the, uh, you know, motion detection. So yeah, you can determine if there are people, you know, whoever coming up to your doorstep trying to bug, bug you. I like that. <laughs> somebody you want to talk to. Yeah. That's cool, man. <laughs> so, uh, Oh, and they say right here, so uh, two forty nine. But until December fifteenth, only one ninety nine, and they say guaranteed holiday delivery. Isn't that great? Huh. So, ah, very nicely. You want your friends or family to see what's going on outside the the front door or any door? You know, get get a whole bunch of them. <laughs> well, I think we have succeeded with our gift guide centric cool stuff found for the day, for the week, for this yeah. year. I have I my I have a feeling though that. We'll have a cool stuff found segment, even if it's a short one, in uh, in the next few episodes too, because there's just so much cool stuff happening. Oh, man, to talk about all the loot we get, right? Right, that's right. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, let's see if you have cool stuff found or questions or tips that you want to send in. Feedback at macgeekab.com is the address to send that to. Yeah. Yeah, you could do that one. There's another one that I really like, Dave, and that's feedback at MackieGap.com. Yeah, well, I mean, there's 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 that, and then the best one, feedback at MackieGap.com. Unless, unless you're a premium subscriber, in which case premium at MackieGap.com is the best for you. You can learn all about that at MackieGap.com. You can call us, too, at 206-666-GEEK. Which is, John? Four, three, three, five. And I have yet to check in, but uh, I'm, I am certain that there is lots of activity at uh, MacGeekUp.com slash Google Plus where, uh, where oh, yeah. you, you folks have communitized yourselves. So I, I'm Party, actually looking man. forward to doing that this afternoon while I'm watching the Patriots game, checking in on Google Plus. <sighs> I want to thank Michael Johnston. It's Thanksgiving week. So uh, thanks, Michael, for uh, for doing what you do every week and for doing it for so long, converting the show to AAC and adding all the chapters and all that stuff. Check out Michael's The iOS Show podcast. He does a killer job over there. And uh, and he also publishes getappler.com. I want to thank the folks at Cashfly, C-A-C-H-E-F-L-Y.com, for providing us all the bandwidth that, uh, that it takes for us to get the show from us to you. 
And our sponsors, where would we be without our sponsors? Well, uh, they are Linda, L-Y-N-D-A dot com slash M-G-G. Raccio at R-A-C-H dot I-O. Squarespace at squarespace.com slash M-G-G. Barebones at barebones.com. Smile at smilesoftware.com. Gazelle. Get a new iPhone, sell your stuff. Use Gazelle. And Drobo, the connected data folks, the transporter folks that offer John such a nice little warning when his drive is filling up. Got to check them out, too. Coupon code MGG50 to get a Drobo 3 for 50 bucks off. And John, thank you for uh, another year of, uh, of outstanding podcasting and friendship. So. Oh, no, no, no. Thank you. Oh, no, 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 no. Thank you. And really, thanks to all of you. Uh, the folks that have joined us in the chat room, MattGeekGub.com slash stream. And, uh, of course, all of you that listen at home and in your cars and at the gym and, well, cleaning your grout. John, do you have any advice for them before we head into uh, the final month of our Gregorian calendar year, December here? Yes, I do. If you don't want a piece of coal in your stocking, then please, please don't get caught. Made up.